Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to a Star Trek side special. As much like Peter Gable before us, we realise that Genesis is falling apart and decide we must leave before a balding man can weaponise it. Yes, it's Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock. And joining me to check for Spock in the last place we looked is Undu Twa Catra, Paul Litchfield. Oh, clever. See? Not bad, You've eh? done your homework. You've done your homework. No, well, the thing is, I watched this film on Saturday thinking it was Sunday, so I got everything ready and then realised I was way too early. Oh, bugger. Mm. I watched it yesterday, and I was very glad I watched it for the, mm, let's say, 29th time. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good, isn't it? It's lovely, isn't it? Mm. It's really bleak. <laughs> mm. Mm. Like, like, for, like, 80% of it is so bleak. Yeah. Brave, I think, for... Uh, again, only Star Trek can do this. I was going to say, I can't believe they had the balls to make a whole film looking for someone who's dead and not Exactly. And also, the first like half an hour is just Kirk going through like major depression. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, major depression. It's like, oh my God. And it doesn't end there. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, well we're, we're obviously both very fond of these films, and I'm, I'm also a big non-believer in the old theory that only the even ones are good, because I think they're all good. I so. do you know what, they're all good in, in very varying degrees, you're absolutely mm. right. Mm. Yeah. I like the fact that this one begins with you have been watching, like, like mm. a low, a low from the last film. Yeah, yeah. Previously on Star Trek. It's lovely. They should have had, mm. you got the blues, it should have been like Heidi High. Well, it's been a funny old week on the, 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 the Star Trek Enterprise. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy could have done a wave to the camera, but keeping his Vulcan hand thing. It would yeah. have been lovely. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And he could have ranted like that the bloke did in Heidi High. 
Felix. Anyway. Was he the drunkard? Yeah. Yeah. Loved him. Um, so we get a recap, as you say, the end of that. Yeah, oh. I know. Yeah. And it's really lovely. Mm. I like the way it's like a little, tiny little, like Derek Jarman's blue at the beginning. It's a really mm. tiny little postage stamp that gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. It's beautiful. And then we get the theme. But first of all, we get Leonard Nimoy doing the classic Space, The Final Frontier, mm. which is so lovely. So good. And, oh. and then we get the bit that Nicholas Meyer, we, we discussed this in Wrath of Khan, didn't we? But Nicholas Meyer didn't like... But they'd gone back and filmed the little coffin on Genesis. Yes. Um, but we get that. Mm. And then we get the credits. Because Scott Spock's coffin has landed on the Genesis planet. That's right. And the little shot of it, it looks a little bit like someone's dropped a glasses case in the yes. centre parks. Yes. I wanted to ask you about that. I might as well get into it now. Yeah. Spock is brought back to life by the planet, right? Yes. So at some point there's a little, little baby in there. Who's feeding that baby? <laughs> well, wouldn't it start as like sperm? Yeah, it'd be a little lump of how, sperm. And an how egg. does he? How does? Yeah, how does the? <laughs> how does that work? Like, I don't does, know. It need, does it need to be like his mum in there with him? Because he's a dead to give body. Give birth to him. He's, he's a dead body. And then he shrinks into this, a little baby. Yeah, that's how yeah. the Genesis device works. Yeah, <laughs> it takes it takes dead things and makes them re- life-like again. Makes them really young, hmm. and then makes them regrow again. Do you think he was like uh, that baby from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, smoking a big? <laughs> I dropped my stogie <laughs> with a bologna sandwich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. Let's not get into that science because mm, uh, mm. you know we'll we'll be lost. But well, it's a shame. Kirk gives us Captain's log. Oh. He says it's every, everything on the Enterprise is uneasy. Oh, that lovely line. It feels like an empty house of all the children gone. Jesus Christ, that's a beautiful line. Oh, it's wonderful. And again, Shatner acting. Oh, he's so good. Like doing proper acting. I've only got one problem with Shatner in this film, and we will get to it. What's that? All right, okay, all right. The nudity. The nudity. The bit where he spreads his arsehole and goes, look at this bloody thing. (laughs) And then runs around pretending he's scared of it. I don't know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that bit. That bit. Right. Yeah. That bit. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so you get the, the poignant moment here. Like you say, he says it's like a house where the children are left. And then he asks, oh. he asks Chekhov to perform something at, not, not a dirty thing, to no. perform a function at Spock's desk. And Chekhov's almost like, really? Do you want me to sit there? I know. It's like it's the, mm. the, the seat is barely cold. It's mm. a really lovely little moment. I think another reason why I really like this film is the rest of the cast are actually given a little bit more to do maybe in... Yeah more of the other Star Trek films. I think this one, they all get to tag along for the ride. Yes. Which is really nice. It's really nice. And talking of which, like Leonard Nimoy did not want to come back and do this initially, but he said he'd only do it if he could direct. Yes. And there was many rumours about Shatner being really unhappy about this, but apparently he wasn't. Apparently... um, uh, Leonard Nimoy had recently directed an episode of TJ Hooker with where he guest starred. Oh, there you go. So he was quite happy to have him back. I think. Yeah, they... pa- apparently, according to the rumor mill, the only mm. person who was a little bit sort of like un- not uncomfortable, but a bit sort of like had had some um, reservations was uh, DeForest Kelly mm. um, about having his friend direct him. But apparently, he got over that very, very, very quickly. Yeah. So, well, you know, Leonard Nimoy did go on to direct Three Men and a Baby, where he directed an actual ghost. That's. <laughs> So he knows what he's doing. 
He knows what he's doing. And, of course, this must have been the seed that Shatner then got to go, well, if he's doing it, I'm fucking doing it. Exactly that, yeah. Oh, gold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gold. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so um, he says to Scotty, how long will it take us to get back? And he says, eight weeks. But I can do it in two yeah, I can do it. Well, no, no, no. That's that. That's how long to refit the Enterprise. Oh yeah, refit the Enterprise. Because this film literally picks up like uh, an hour after mm. Spock has died, I presume. Because they're yeah. limping, they're limping back yeah. from City Alpha Five, where the Genesis device is blown up. Yeah, back to Space Dock. Yeah, that's right. It's back oh to my space god, yeah. back to Space Dock, and that was a real model as well, apparently. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful, space, isn't it? Isn't it oh. stunning? All the Space Dock stuff is so good. All the ILM work on this, all the model it's work is beautiful, so good. isn't it? Absolutely yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, a new lad suddenly pops up and goes, "Hey, uh, Captain Kirk, uh, maybe when we get back, we can have a huge party." Yeah, and he wants. Oh, you want a party, dear? Yeah. And the guy goes, "Yeah," and he goes, "I pull my finger," and then punches him. My fucking friend is dead. My fucking friend's dead. Yeah, yeah. I guess he was a cunt, but yeah, he's you're dead. All... <laughs> you're all doing the fucking agadu in his quarters, I noticed. <laughs> fucking hell. I caught you fingering someone in his bed. <laughs> he's only been dead an hour. Dead an hour. You're already ripping off the fixtures and the fittings, you vultures! Yeah. <laughs> I know, but it's, it's a lovely a man cave. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lovely counterpoint, though, the, the mm. sort of eager young cadet going, oh, when we get back, can we have a party because we saved the world? Mm. And Kirk going, yeah. And you saw Kirk going, yeah, you really do deserve one, but fuck off, I'm depressed. Yeah, fuck you. Oh, it's so beautiful. Uh, but meanwhile, we cut to a, little, oh. a spaceship in the middle of the space. A little spaceship in the space. A little, a little spaceship in the space. He's, he's with a Klingon lady with uh, big booby-doos. With a hooja booby-doos. <laughs> Which they probably got spikes on them, haven't they? If you got yeah. if you got to the um, to the nipple area. Well, I was thinking because the Klingon's forehead's like a Cornish pasty. It's like a lovely ginster, isn't it? <laughs> and the, the boobs must be like Chelsea buds. <laughs> <laughs> With a couple of wasps on them. <laughs> a couple of wasps. <laughs> Which is why you could never invite a Klingon to a picnic. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, she's this this Klingon lady has retrieved some information about the Genesis device. Yes, because to what to us, you know, you're thinking at home, like you just mentioned, at home, you're probably thinking, just still going on about Genesis, but it's only been an hour. The very interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. Genesis. It's su- it's super recent, isn't it? It's yeah. a super recent thing. So, and they're like, so oh, she, she does a report, doesn't she? She but does to kind of no one at the beginning, and you're like, what the hell's going oh, on here? And here we go. And this is beautiful. This fucking bird of prey is such an this. amazing ship. And that's the only way you can talk about it as mm. saying this fucking bird of prey because mm. it just when it decloaks and of course mm. James Horner doing the fucking music oh, again yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. You get the size of the fucker. Ah. Mm. Oh. Yes, and this is the a new thing a ship being able to cloak. Yes, that was a new thing at the time. Uh, yeah, and it's and it's uh, the captain of the ship is a uh, Cruise. It's Krug or Krug, yeah. It's Christopher Lloyd. What do we think about Christopher Lloyd? I don't like him. Do you not? No. What's your problem with him? I feel like I've got this problem with Christopher Lloyd every time he's in anything apart from Back to the Future. He feels like he's miscast. Really? He's got a little head and he's playing a Klingon. (laughs) He's not big enough for a Klingon. He's got a little ballcock head. Yeah. I think the problem is is that he weirdly plays him too human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which uh, I know actually, I mean, weirdly, um, some of the decisions he makes are very callous and very nasty mm. and Klingon-like. Yeah. 
But he says things like your gallant crew and stuff yeah. like that. And you just go, no, nah, that's not, I don't know. And he's totally, and you, you just hear him and you're just thinking, Kirk, something's got to be done about your son. <laughs> but I kind of, it's weird because he gets lovely lines, like the bit yeah. where, where, where the planet is finally collapsing and he just goes, exhilarating, isn't it? Mm. it that's a funny line, but a Klingon shouldn't be saying that. No. Also, he's got a little rubber puppet dog. I don't like that either. Oh, you don't like, you don't like, you don't like, Whatever the fucking thing's called. Hackety yeah, dog. Gotten... The Klingon Hackety dog. The Klingon Hackety We're dog. We're just normal men. <laughs> Innocent the, men. The dog you must never pet. Yeah. Yeah. That fucking thing. It looks shit. Oh. Out of all the effects in this film that look uh, look exemplary, that thing. It's like a little leper. It is. <laughs> it is like a little leper. Mm. Oh, yeah, a little leper man. That's what you mm. should have had a little man with leprosy next to him. A little nude man. No. Yeah, a little person. Well, he's not about. Just sitting there going. With this not about. Yeah. Good, 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 good it, choice, Captain. With this not about in a glass of milk. Yeah. You know, he's not in nice. a glass of milk. He's not in a glass of milk. <laughs> <laughs> it's never explained. And he could keep looking at him and saying, "You're a growing boy." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but they anyway. Yeah, they nicked so, the So that's your problem with Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, that is my problem. <laughs> Right. He's, fi- he's fine, it's just that this film re- I think, my personal opinion this film, because of what's going on in it needed a whacking great Christopher Plummer-esque villain and we get Christopher Lloyd Yes, yes, mm. yeah I wonder how he got, I wonder uh, how that happened, I, there's no real info on, on how he got the role No, I mean, right at this um, point he was mostly famous for doing the sitcom Taxi Maybe that was it, they thought we, yeah. need, more, we need more Taxi in this Yeah, Danny DeVito's busy it, 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 <laughs> Don't even could be the dog. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> Why is my dick in this glass of milk? Hey, I'm a fucking dog! With this, with this dick in a glass of milk. Yes. Yeah. Oh, love it. Yeah. Anyway, this sequence, this bit is brilliant. Mm, it is. Where, where, where Klingon Lady says, I've got all your info, mm. info boss. And he goes, yeah, lovely. And he says, you haven't looked at it. She goes, yeah. And he goes, oh, dear. Yeah, now you know what must happen. Yeah, and she goes understood, and she's and of course she's Klingon, so she's proud to die in that way. Yeah, she's like, and the, the other guy's like, "What's what's going on?" Yeah, she what goes, the hell's going on? I was going to put my dick in a glass of milk. <laughs> she goes, we, "We're dying now," and he's like, "What? Sorry, what? What? Oh, put me, I'll put, I'll put me dick on a stake then." <laughs> the, <laughs> the warrior's condemned, way. <laughs> the condemned's last meal. Put your dick on a stake. <laughs> Can't it, even eat it. Oh, is it well done or is it raw? Oh, well, it's, it's well done after the explosion, isn't it? Kaboom! Yeah. It's a lovely kaboom as well. Did you notice that his assistant at this point uh, looks like Bill Bailey? <laughs> I did notice yeah. Bill Bailey's assistant, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's nice, that. Very odd. But he says, I want you to, we're going to go to the federal neutral zone. Yeah, the federal yeah. neutral zone. Yeah. And then we go away from there to, as you were mentioning earlier, the beautiful shot of the Enterprise oh. docking at Space Dog. Isn't it lovely? And again, a little bit. I think a reason why we probably love Star Trek so much is they invest a little bit of time into like parking mm. and all that stuff, which in other films they just immediately go, "No one wants to see that." No, we're here. What's yeah, going on? Uh, we, exactly. We, we want to see him reversing into the car park. Yeah. We want to see literally reversing into a, into a disabled bay because the because the Enterprise is crippled now. Yeah, <laughs> Enterprise reversing. Enterprise reversing. Oh dear, we're running over it's... a Klingon. There's <laughs> an international incident. <laughs> and also, as they're backing in, Uhura goes, What the hell is that? 
looks look at, literally looking oh. at the side view mirror, and there we see the Excelsior. Yeah, which has a trans warp drive. She's a beauty. She is a beauty. She's a beauty. It's just a jump to the left. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only ship that appears at a warp and it's in knickers and a basque. <laughs> Charles Gray's the captain. With a feather boa wrapped round it. On that fateful night where we found a Cleon. Um, we get this lovely line here where they say it's got transwarp drive, it can do this, that and the other. And Scotty goes, aye, and if my grandmother had wheels, she'd be a wagon. Yeah, basically, mm. fucking jog on. Yeah. He, he hates progress, Scotty. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> fucking hates it. Fucking Luddite. Yeah, he is a right old lad, don't he? <laughs> I'm not putting my dick in a glass of 7-Up. Milk's fine for me. Hey, put it in whiskey like old man clan. <laughs> Shut up, Scotty. Stop, stop it. You're, this is a funeral. Yeah, still the funeral, by the way. So anyway, they back in and they yeah. all go, all the Excelsior's kind of cool, mm. which is seeding what's about what, what, what they're going to be told. But before that, we've got yeah. a beep, beep, beep. Someone's doing the Agadoo in Spock's room. Yeah. Oh, it's not that young guy again, is it? It's not that bloody young guy. I told him not to have a party. Oh, God, he's rimming someone, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be Nurse Rand. It's always Nurse Rand. It's always Nurse Rand, yeah. He has to run down. And for some reason, the Enterprise has American football guards. These costumes are ridiculous, aren't they? They're just mental. Yeah. What a weird decision this is. I don't is. like them. Everything else is lovely. I love Spock's, like, it's almost like the top of a shepherd's pie. Mm. So not Spock, Kirk's top. It's like a shop. It's got little ripples in white. Yes, it's, yes, I see what you mean. It's like it's like the the um, underside of a cornetto. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it's you were lovely, a bird's eye view of a cornetto. Yeah, if you're an ant mm. looking up at a cornetto, thinking it's my fucking lucky day, by the way. Yeah. I've got a cornetto all to myself. Yeah, you'd right. admire the architecture of it. Oh, you would. Yeah. Oh. you'd say is this um, Frank Lloyd Wright? <laughs> no, you go Strawberry Mivy. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, Kirk runs down, yeah. bursts into Spock's room. Like, who the hell is you know in there? And we and we get this. I, is this a good device or not? The fact that for some reason McCoy can immediately sound like Leonard, like Spock. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think it's to ram the message in harder in the film. I suppose. Yeah, this is he's carrying uh, Spock's soul, as it were. Yeah. But also his voice. What a wonderful Spock, our soul. <laughs> um, he says, Jim, help me. You left oh. me on Genesis. Why? Help oh. me. And then sort of faints into his arms. Climb Swoons. the steps, Jim. <gasps> yeah. So are, you, are you doing Stanner adverts now, yeah? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So McCoy gets taken to the infirmary. Yeah. And then we get uh, Admiral Morrow. Comes yes. in, it's like, well done, everybody. You all did a great job of the old Wrath very of well. thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Young Mr. Grace. Yeah. Young Mr. Grace comes in, you've all done very well. A big, that Klingon lady pushing him about. <laughs> <laughs> with the Klingon lady with the bigger booby doos. Yeah. And then he goes, anyway, um, well done. Scotty, you're going to go to the Excelsior and be the mechanic. Yeah, Scotty's like, I'd rather stay here. And he's like, tough shit. All right, because we're... Orders this, are orders. Enterprise is being decommissioned. And and because it's a political hot potato, you, none of you are allowed to even mention Genesis. Yeah, they have to sign like an NDA or something. Mm. Jesus, yeah. that's very that's not very Starfleet, is it? Not really. It's not very Federation. That no. But, but then there you go. They are a bit. If you think about the next the next film in particular, they are they are a bit of bell ends, aren't they? Their behaviour because 
the next film they're like oh we don't want you to interfere in this whale stuff it's like well if we don't we're all going to die so <laughs> well yeah true true yeah Oh well. Uh, meanwhile, Christopher Lloyd, yeah, uh, he intercepts information about the Genesis device. He does, and he, he he says we can use it as a weapon. Yeah, and he's got a fair point. Well, if they've seen the relevant information, then they know that it can be reverse head. Mm. It can be thrown onto a planet full of life, and you can Benjamin it. button it. You could Benjamin button it, mm. literally. Yeah, you could throw um, George Burns on there. <laughs> Come back in ten minutes, and he's little baby George Burns. He's a little baby doing like baby's big business or whatever thing you would then do. <laughs> baby with a cigar, obviously. <laughs> first thing, yeah. You know. First order of business: change my diaper. Oh, baby's big business. Baby's big business. And Teenage he owns, president. He sometimes he somehow owns a shop, like a department store. Yeah, but as still as a baby, mm. yeah, as a wisecracking Jewish oh, baby. Here comes Mr. Baby. Somebody get me some Kanish. Mm. That sort of thing. Uh, I need a, a Farley's Rusk. Stat. Yeah. On Staten Island. Stat. And then he starts tap dancing on someone's face. <laughs> but it's all very cute. It's all very cute. Mm. He tap dances out of his mother. No. Um, no anyway. No. So it's all that. Yeah. So uh, he's, uh, did you notice his, uh, Cruz's other assistant looks like Ben Miller? Yes. Th- th- there's, there's a few looky likeies in this. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a big one coming up soon, or, or I think it is. Oh, John Larroquette. Is that Backwards Talking Man? Oh, uh, no. no. Oh, okay. No. Well, we'll get to him. Mm. He's I the Klingon him. at the end. Well, when we'll get to him. Okay, we'll get to him as well. Um, so then, David Marcus. Yeah. Kirk's son. Kirk's son. For some reason, his mum's missus not appearing in this film. Yeah, she's, she's fucked off immediately. Yeah. Also, also, Savick must have immediately fucked off. Yeah. I mean, Kirstie Alley is immediately Alley. fucked off. R.I.P. But Savick has literally, from the moment the Genesis device went off to the Enterprise limping home, has left. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> she's left yeah. the ship. Yeah, in the hour it's been, as we established earlier, she's like uh, jumped in a little escape pod and gone. Well, the only thing I can think of is that because the USS Grissom is coming, the science vessel, is that she's immediately been assigned to that. Which makes no sense. Which makes zero sense, but there you go. It kind of feels like Kirstie Alley didn't want to come back, so they've got this actress who's not as good, so they've sort of hidden her for a bit. Kind of, yeah. I mean, she's not as good, is she? She's not as good, but she's in four. She's in um, another one. She's in she's four, in four briefly. for a bit yeah. in the beginning, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she's no Kirstie Alley. No, no. Uh, so they're looking at the Genesis planet from the Grissom, as you say. Yeah. And then beep, beep, beep. Wouldn't you know it, there's an unexpected life form on the surface. Yeah, and the computer even says, cylindrical object, more than likely a fucking coffin with Spock in it. And they're going, I wonder what it could be. And then you see a little digital pixel of a baby crawling and then gradually standing (laughs) up and walking. Yeah, and having a wank and then getting a job. (laughs) It's basically the opening credits of Life of Brian, isn't it? (laughs) A baby crawl out, get bigger, kick a football, play with its cock, put a bowler hat on, (laughs) retire with a carriage clock and then a fucking grave. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> Come on! How can they all be so confused by it? The fact that about a day before they mm. jettisoned a fucking coffin onto the planet, and they're it's, like, "I wonder what it could be." It's very strange that they don't put two and two together. It really is, isn't it? <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Kirk is in his very snazzy tracksuit. Oh, I love, oh. I love them in their downtime mufty day. I often think I'd love to clothes. have, a, I'd love to have a party, but not in a dirty, because you know, trekkers as they're called. 
Yeah. If I think about going to anything dressed as someone from Star Trek, it does make me feel a bit ill. But if I was to have a party and we all came dressed as them in their civvies, oh, oh. like you know Bones's little leather tracksuit he wears I in Wrath know. of Khan. Yeah. But all of them on their downtime. Mm. I mean, Uhura looks like she's about to do Mardi Gras. Yeah. Sulu looks like some sort of leather buccaneer. Yes. I fucking I love, love his it. leather cape. He's got a leather cape for the love of. <laughs> You know he's got some special gun on him that just makes glory hose. Yes. <laughs> That's all it does. <laughs> it's like one of those cartoon holes you put your hands it's just literally... <laughs> and the knob comes out immediately. But I love... The... Yeah, it'd be Chekhov as well. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that in their downtime they wear the most elaborately stupid costume. <laughs> well, they're having a lovely time, Paul, because they're saying McCoy's being looked after by the best people. Let's just relax... Knock at yeah. the door. Here yeah. he comes. Fucking oh. the intergalactic wet blanket himself. Yeah, fucking buzzkill himself. <laughs> Spock's dad, Savick. Fucking Savick. Oh. Jesus. What a way to ruin a party. Oh, my God. Gee, it's like someone coming down to say, could you turn the noise down, please? Yeah. Oh, here he comes. Here he fucking comes. Oh, fucking Christ. The, the dad from Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Language, spock <laughs> Now, gentle listeners, the reason why we really wanted to do this entire entire yeah. film is because last week John and I met and we were laughing about the fact that Savick would just go, language spockathy <laughs> from sorry. That's basically That's the entire it. reason the for this. reason we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> but he comes in, he goes, oh, you're having a party, are you? Yeah, well, I'm going to piss yeah. all over that. Mm. Yeah, you, you left my my son on a planet, and he's like, well, he was he was dead. Yeah, he was dead, and then, yeah, but you didn't fucking let him do what he needed to do. And Kirk's like, what the what the fuck are you talking he about? He says Spock trusted you, and you denied him his future. And he's like, well, he's he's, like, he's dead. He's dead. I did everything I fucking could. He goes, only his body's dead. His body needs to go to Vulcan. He's like, well, I don't oh, know that. He didn't come with instructions. How do I know? Fucking convenient is that now to tell me? Yeah. Yeah, he says, says you got to get his catra, and he goes, "You got to get his catra." He said, got... "I fed his catra before we left," <laughs> and he was dis- he was dis- you know he was he disobeyed an order, so I gave him the catra and nine tails. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a laser one, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he says, "Oh, you've probably got his catra because you two are, are thick as fucking." Yeah, leaves. you're fucking thick as thieves, probably yeah. sleeping together, you dirty old prop. <laughs> and goes, and goes, come and be in the other room and let me touch you. Yeah. And he says, yeah, all right. And he does, yeah. he does a mind meld. He does his mind meld. And he has a good old, a good old ramage. Mm. Probably sees every single person that Kirk's had a tumble with in the yeah. original series. And is literally thinking, Christ, you must have every form of space aid to know to man. <laughs> <laughs> with your dirty old dick that you've been up. Anyway, can't find a thing in no. there. And can't then, and then Kirk goes, well, actually, McCoy... And they watch the CCTV of the last moments of Spock's life. They now watch Star Trek 2. They watch Star Trek 2, yeah. They watch Star Trek 2, which is mental. They actually yeah. watch a film of their own lives now. And you see when the moment where Spock puts his hands on McCoy's face and says, Remember. Remember. Yeah, he does that Brilliant. song from the Air album. Remember <laughs> who you are. Remember <laughs> And then McCoy sits up and goes, well. <laughs> and then Chekhov comes in with Sexy Boy and goes, stop it. <laughs> no, no, it'll be soon. It'll be soon. Oh, my. In a, in a leather thong, Sexy yeah. Boy. <laughs> stop it. Well, that can't happen, Paul, because as we know, there's no air in no. space. That's true. 
Oh dear. So he's told you've got to bring McCoy and Spock's body to the mountain on Vulcan so they can be fixed. Yeah, and Kirk's like, um, okay, that won't be easy. And he goes, well, you're Kirk, you'll, you'll yeah. do it. You'll do it. You've got to do it because that's a Vulcan tradition that no one's ever told you about. Yeah, that's a Vulcan tradition that they've only just introduced into the whole juncture of just, the entire just, canon of Star Trek. I've just come from so, the Vulcan meme. We decided this 10 minutes ago, but I'm from, you know, rules of rules. I mean, you know, let's face it, if you had a fucking Romulan second in command, it could have been like, oh, yeah, you have to go to the, the bottom of these <laughs> steps and do a big fart. Yeah. Oh, okay, I do, can do that. Do the Romulan, an- Romulan anal. Yeah, you have to go to the top of the. You have to go to the bottom of a Romulan cave and do a helicopter. It's tradition. That's tradition, I'm afraid. Okay. And you have to look slightly like Vulcans, but not Vulcans. Yeah. Because they weren't how sure do, what they were doing. How do we do that? Um, just have emotions. There you go. It's all done. Yeah. It's all done. Same hair and ears, though, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's bad news. But re- meanwhile, Marcus and Savick go down to the planet Genesis. They do. And they find Spock's coffin, yeah, which is covered, covered in... Covered in ravioli. ravioli. <laughs> hey! Both got the same note. Yeah. <laughs> it's covered in space ravioli. Yeah. Yeah! And he, and he steps on them and it's all... Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? And he opens the coffin and there's just a cape in there, which means that Spock went off in the nude. Yeah, he's already a nudist. Yeah. Dirty old Spock. Dirty old prod. Dirty old prod Spock. <laughs> Running around in the nud. <laughs> So they can't find him. Though meanwhile, Kirk meets with Morrow and he says to them, "You know what? I've got. I've made a promise. Yeah. Can I borrow the Enterprise? Just nip back to Genesis, grab Spock. I'll be back before you know it." And he goes, "No, you can't. No, you can't." And he's no, like, can't. "And Kirk, and brilliant shot in the face acting. He's like, well, that's fine. You know, you can't blame me for asking." Yeah. And, and why did why why have we met in this space burning in? By the way, have you not been to a space burning in before? No, I've never been to a space burning in. It's a shame. I've missed out. Yeah, yeah. Also, why is he going no? Because mm. he should. He should just go. Kirk should just go. Do you know fucking what? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I've saved the Earth so mm. many fucking times already. I feel like in I've two got films. Lot, I've got a lot of credit in the old bank. So. Yeah, I've got a lot of. Come on, do mm. me a solid. They're like no, right. Genesis. Uh, Genesis is a hot potato. Mm. You can't go there. And, Spock, and yeah. Kirk's like no worries, and then he leaves. And Sulu and Chekhov are like, how did that go? And he goes, well, he said no, but I'm going anyway. And they both oh, go, I love that well, bit. we're coming with you. And I this is where the bit. James Horner music helps, because it goes all like... Real energy. They get a little jaunty film, a jaunty theme to them. It's lovely. It's great. But meanwhile, McCoy goes to a bar. Now, little fact for you. To save money, they redressed the sick bay set. As the bar. Oh, that so this is McCoy's sick bay set that just to save a bit of cash. Goodness me. But he goes to the bar and he's clearly been there before because mm. he meets he meets a waitress who's like, you know, the last time you were you fucking glazed me. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's literally like <laughs> like McCoy's like a fuck machine. He is a fuck machine, yeah. When he when he's off duty <laughs> I'm a fuck machine, not a doctor. He's whiskey and a fuck machine. Mm. That's all he is. Oh. God, can you imagine? She's say, hey, that's not your usual poison, duck. And by the way, if you're at home thinking McCoy is not a fuck machine, go back and watch the motion picture when he turns up in that big beard and the medallion. Fuck machine. Fuck machine. He's just one oh one intergalactic key party. <laughs> and the key was Vija. <laughs> Um, yeah, he sits down and he starts talking like Spock. She's like, do you want a drink? And he goes, a drink is illogical. It's like, oh, cut the shit out. Get on with it. Oh, all right. And then he speaks to that weird alien man. 
Yeah, who looks, I think, exactly like Jean-Paul Gaultier. He does look exactly like Josie. Like, he's like, and I thought for a moment it was Jean-Paul Gaultier. Mm. He's like, hello, with feathers my, sticking out of his head. My little doctor friend. Here's <laughs> Lolo Ferrari to <laughs> carry the Enterprise in her boobies. This is what we call the Genesis device. Mm. Um, and yeah, and he does all that, we not know, talky backward alien thing. He's just it's kind of weird. fun. It's, it's fun, but it's a bit weird. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. I presume he has feathers coming out of his cock as well. Oh, yeah. He he does when he when he ejaculates. He's like that. Well, if he's Jean-Paul Gaultier, he's oh. got French tickler. Hey, hey. sorry. He's got Ken Ken Dodd. Um, yeah. Well, imagine when he ejaculates, it's that magic trick, you know, when they cough dove feathers. <laughs> <laughs> A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. But McCoy's speaking a little bit too loud, getting too, a bit too loud. aggressive. He's trying to charter a ship. He needs to. He needs to go somewhere. He doesn't know why. He needs he's to go to the Genesis. He keeps talking yeah, about but, Genesis. Yeah, and, and then like, he gets overheard by the fucking Federation woke police. Oh, can't say anything these days. Can't say anything these days. Yeah. I mean, the guy sits down and goes and flashes him some weird like Amex card. Yeah, and goes Federation, shut the fuck up, people. I tell you what, he doesn't get heard, Paul. He gets triggered. Oh, that, thank you, thank yeah. you. Someone's got the gumption. Yeah. And says, I think I better take you home, Mr. McCoy. Yeah. And Mr. McCoy's like, God damn it. And then tries to give him a little Vulcan neck pinch. And oh, it's so pathetically so beautiful. <laughs> but it's so good. No, but it's really good. Oh. And then my favourite bit next is when Kirk comes to see him in jail. And, and McCoy's like, oh, I'm glad you're here, Jim. And then he says to him, how many fingers am I holding up? And he does the Vulcan sign. It's so funny. <laughs> it yeah, is just... That's not funny. And then literally goes, <laughs> and then says, "Listen, I think what's happened is is mm. 
Hulk has put his entire mind into yours. Yeah. And unless you do something about it, you'll both be dead. Mm. And then he has that lovely, that green-blooded son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it was for all those arguments that he lost with me. So That's such a McCoy line. It's mm. very, very well done. And then Sulu arrives in his, his chocolatier cape. Yeah, literally, no, covered in cream, if you know what I mean. And, yeah, and he says to that guard something about, oh, yeah, because he yawns and he goes, keeping you awake. And the guard stands up and he's twice the size of Sulu. Yeah. And he says, listen here, tiny. Tiny. Ooh, oh. dearie dear. And then they rescue McCoy and then Sulu flips the man onto his back. Yeah. Blows up the computer, and then as he leaves, just says, don't call me tiny. Yeah, and then masturbates on his leg. Yeah, masturbates on his leg. Yeah. Starts humping him like a little chihuahua. <laughs> so they broke a McCoy, mm. because he's going to the, literally, there's a couple of references where they go, we're taking him to the booby hatch or something. It's like, mm. really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. I thought Federation were quite enlightened. <laughs> Apparently not. They're going to show him a camera and pairs of knockers to bring him around, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they break him out. Meanwhile... Mm. Oh, we Meanwhile. forgot to mention that the captain of the Excelsior is that man that used to be in High Sh- uh, Hill Street Blues. Yes, Forget and that's name. all I ever know him from. Same. He's a very smooth, uh, arrogant man. Yes. Who carries like a riding crop sort of thing. Yeah, it's all very like... I bet Sulu's trying to fucking transfer to that ship immediately. Yeah, I bet he is. Uh, are you kidding? Um, <laughs> and then he's, he's lying down in bed listening to classical music and then like, sir, there's a, something important's happening. He's like, how can it be important? We're in space dock. And he goes... Sir, the Enterprise is being stolen. He's like, what? What the hell? But he also I thinks, great, because I can use my new Show ship. off. Mm. Yeah, he's he's gonna he's the first one to set get the Excelsior out in front of the Joe Public and show him show it off. All his peacock feathers preening. Yeah. Before that, though, we we have missed the lovely line of Scotty on board mm. the the Excelsior just before he leaves to rejoin everyone. Oh yeah. Where he gets in the lift and he just says, "Up your shaft." Up your shaft, and then goes. Yeah. In the lift, which is fifty years of single malt whiskey coming out in that one. Someone else walks uh. in and immediately Indiana Jones and the Last Crusades. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they they fuck off in the Enterprise. Pew. Yeah. And the Excelsior's like, well, we've got our trans warp drive. Let's go and get them. And then you get. A... <laughs> Don't forget, Uhura has a little moment. With oh, the, yeah. she, she beams them all on mm. to, to, to the Enterprise to escape, and she's and there's a little sort of young buck, like what weird, you man. know, weird kind of buck tooth young boy old man. Looks thing. like a Glenister. Yes, yeah. there you go. And he's like, well, you you've got the the ass end of work, and you're of course you're an old lady, and you're winding down, and she's yeah. all looking at him like, oh yeah. yeah, and he's like, I wish I had some adventure, and then suddenly she says, you want some adventure in your life. And she says, Sulu, take your clothes off. <laughs> yeah. And then he chases him around to the Belly Hill theme. <laughs> but she beams them all out and says that she'll rob them <laughs> later. And makes old Uncle Bucktooth boy man thing, creature yeah, boy, the hide, in a, hide in a closet. And then she whips off Chekhov's wig and... <laughs> Betty Hill's him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they all beam on. She wishes them luck. Excelsior goes to chase and, of course, it conks out. And, and then Scotty out. comes onto the bridge and tells Kirk to open his hand or someone, I can't remember who, and just tips out loads of nuts and bolts. Nuts and bolts and goes, a little present for you all. Yeah. I love it. But I love the bit when it's they... It's from my sex swing. It's, oh. from, it's from Sulu's special suitcase. Um, I love the bit when they, they beamed on the Enterprise. You don't see that bit, but you just see the, the, the Enterprise and you just see the bridge lights come on. Just mm. the bridge lights. Yeah. 
ding because they're on board and you get the tension with the door being opened as well oh this is all beautiful slowly reversing out and Mm. he's like scotty open the doors scotty open the doors and then he says oh sorry captain and because yeah he was up there with his bum open (laughs) i misunderstood you captain I opened these doors. Oh, no. You dirty old. So the Enterprise just very slow, oh, skin of its teeth, mm. reverses out of um, Starbase Dark and the Excelsior's now um, in sort of slow. I love all the beautiful, it is literally look, look like cars coming out of car parks. Yeah. So beautifully yeah. well done. Yeah. And I love the sound effect the Excelsior makes when it sort of goes mm. and conks out. Yeah. And we get the beautiful Enterprise warp. Oh. Because nothing beats the can and um, search for Spock Enterprise warp. The no. Yeah. So beautiful. So nice. It's That's lovely. The next generation, they did that thing where it all kind of bends. Oh, it's and horrible. Don't like that. It's like elastic band stretch thing. It's yeah. dreadful. Not for mm. me. No. Bald fuck. Um, <laughs> now, he should have been... <laughs> he was born for it. I mean, if Benny Hill was still alive when... Next generation became a thing. He'd have, to- he'd have worn that out. Oh my god, he would yeah. have exhausted that to death. I'm surprised. I mean, the two Ronnies at least had an attempt at Star Wars mm. when they were dressed as CCPO and R2D2. Benny Hill would have been Riker, and then the little bald man would have been Picard. <laughs> Henry would McGee Picard. would have been Worf, and it would have been really embarrassing, and he'd be blacked up. He'd be blacked up. Yeah, yeah. a Bellenberg would be. Uh, uh, the yeah. ship I don't fucking know be the ship they all live in her fanny yeah they all live in her fanny or something yeah. Yeah. anyway anyway <laughs> um, so they, they, they realised that they Marcus and Savick back on the planet put two and two together and realised the Genesis device has probably resurrected Spock in the form of a child who screams um, a lot yes they see a little speck of Spock a little speck of Spock a little speck of Spock, speck of Spock. yeah and they report this to the Grissom mm. and the captain is like oh too rich in my blood I'm not too sure let's let's do this by the book mm. shall we let's do yeah. this by the book <coughs> but it gets its bloody communications jam doesn't it mm. why because what they wow oh go on, go on. no no you please well they don't realise that old Christopher Lloyd's cloaked bird of prey is cloaked right next to him right bloody next to them mm. and bloody blows him up Oh, kaboom. Oh, oh my God. Blows up the Grissom. They're all gone. Well, all they didn't mean to, did they? Because Bill Bailey did it. And he's like, what'd you do that for? Well, he says, target their engines only. Yeah. And then he blows the entire ship up and goes, lucky shot, sir. So mm. Krug immediately shoots him. And Bill Bailey goes, he goes, he dies. <coughs> Takes his guitar pedals with him and does his routine about the edge. <laughs> Back on Krypton. Krypton? Yeah, Klingon. <laughs> Does his 10 o'clock news rave or whatever yeah. it is. Uh, yeah, I like the gun effect, though, the, the melting oh, gun effect. Love it. It's so cool. Yeah. So Spock's mind is not present, they say. Yeah. And Marcus there's, goes, yeah, there might be a problem with the old planet. And he's, she's like, what's that? And he goes, well, you know, when I was loving all the praise and taking all the plaudits in the last film, turns out I used uh, proto-matter, which is really unstable, so the planet's going to just melt and blow up. I bet he didn't fucking tell his mother that. I bet he didn't fucking tell his I mother. I bet he that. didn't tell her that because she would have she would have put a stop to it immediately. She was like, "Can I cook or can I cook?" And he'd be like, "Yeah, well, yeah, no, you can't because I fucked yeah. you up." He's put an extra fucking spoon of paprika in and ruined mm. the fucking dish, hasn't he? He's basically he's... put like Mentos in the old Canada Diet Coke. Yeah. Yeah. Silly sod. Yeah. 
Silly sod. Uh, we now cut back to the Enterprise, which is speeding towards Ge uh, Genesis, uh, warp yeah. factor, whatever they can manage. Yeah. And there's a lovely little bit where, oh, I love this bit, mm. where Bones is sat in Spock's chair mm. and gives them the information exactly like Spock. Yeah. And they all just stand and stare at him like, holy shit. And he goes, did I do okay? Mm. And they're like, yeah, you did really well. But oh my God, this is mental. Yeah. It's like it's like Bones suddenly was on copycats. Oh, imagine. He was doing impressions. Copycats. Are We're in space. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, it's me, Billy Connolly. I'm the new Spork. And I've been finding the older you get, you find you get more Klingons, if you know what I mean. Oh, I don't really know, Catra. That sort of shit would mm. be going on. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Listen here, kid, it's me, Humphrey Bogart. I'm Captain Kirk now. <laughs> I'm in space now for some reason. I was walking in the forest the other day and I found a big log and it's my captain's log and oh god, I can't take it. Shoots himself. <laughs> um, the Klingons beam dying. Beam, beam dying. Beam dying. Beam dying. And Christopher yeah. Lloyd's like, oh look, a big worm. And then he picks it up and a worm's like, and he squashes it. <laughs> Squash it. So these are the little raviolis because the planet yeah. is rapidly aging. Mm. It's rapidly aging because it's unstable because of stupid old David taking shortcuts. Mm. So the raviolis are now big worms. I kind of like the big worm when he just squeezes it. Yeah, I'm not sure what this scene is for. Is it just to show that the planet is aging or what? Yeah, it's to show the rapidly aging and also <coughs> the, and also to yeah, it's the precursor Spock now getting older. So we've only mm. seen him as a little boy. Yeah, because we see six versions of Spock throughout mm. this film um, uh, as he ages and so the idea is is the little microbes that were on the um, coffin have got bigger and bigger and bigger that was a Larry Miller uh, stand up wasn't it there are six stages of Spock <laughs> <laughs> in the morning everything's cool <laughs> in the morning you're directing the fourth film you're directing the fourth film and it's cool um, so yeah so uh, Spock is starting to age quickly yeah, he's going through what? Uh, yes, he's aging, um, yeah. and then also he's starting to get a bit, um, a little bit angsty. <coughs> he's in his age of mole he face. Started, yeah, he's screaming, and mm. David's like, "What the fuck's up with him?" And Savick says, "Oh, he's going through the Ponfar." Mm. He's profoundly in love with Pandora. He's profoundly in love with the planet Pandora, which you haven't visited yet. <laughs> um, but um, every seven <coughs> years, a Vulcan male must go for the Ponfar. Yeah. Which, if he stays, if he stays on the planet, he's going to rapidly go through his midlife crisis, isn't he? Yeah, it's going to be like he's, one he's gonna, foot in the grave. Well, he's going to. If he stayed on there for like another four hours, he'd be mm. buying a Porsche and a leather jacket. He'd mm. be going through that major phase. He'd be answering the phone with a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> what the bloody um, star date four two nine two? I don't believe it. <laughs> Savick turns into Mrs. Warboys. <laughs> Um, so the Klingons capture them. They do. They do. And before crew can interrogate them, their ship signals that the Enterprise has arrived. So he goes back yeah. to the Bird of Prey. Goes right back. And in orbit, the undermanned Enterprise detects the Bird of Prey because they're like, something's brilliant, this bit, because Kirk's like, what's wrong with that picture? Yeah, there's a little, the, little mm. distortion. The stars mm. are sort of slightly sort of warping. Yeah. And he's like, there, there, do you see it? There. Mm. And immediately says... Put everything we fucking got into our weapons now, yeah, and shoot it. Yeah, and then it decloaks, and again you get the size differential because it's not far oh. off being as big. It's a bit bigger than the Enterprise, isn't it's it? Bigger than the Enterprise, mm. but the Enterprise shoots first, which mm. I always used to forget. Is the Enterprise fires first? Yeah, 
gives it a right opamine. And while we're on it, the Enterprise in this, because it's still battle worn from Wrath of Khan, I love all the little scars all over it's it. Lovely, isn't it? It's such beautiful model work. Yeah. Also, they made they made um, they also took the fucking wise decision, which they didn't do after motion picture, which was to keep the fucking sets. Yeah. <laughs> which they would just destroy them afterwards, and they had to rebuild them and not quite get it to scale. Uh, the rap they, party, they, they kept just, the sets. The rap party, they chucked them all in the middle, set them on fire, and they'd all stand around having marshmallows. <laughs> and then he tells him, "What have I done?" Um, so yeah, so they have a big battle, and the Enterprise. Um, shoots shoots the, first. the bird of prey, and the bird of prey is yeah. a bit fucked. Yeah, and also you'll be happy about this. Krug's dog, first first on the carcass. Love it. Yeah. Okay, first on the carcass. Yeah. Yeah. Mind you, there's still that glass of milk that you know yeah. with a with a singed dog's cock it's in a it, severed dog's cock floating, <laughs> which in probably it, yeah. Klingon is probably very nice. It's like having an olive and a martini out of it. Yeah, it's yeah. like having a little crudite. Yeah, you'd pick it up, toast, and then go scallop quack quack and down it. <laughs> Scale of quack quack. Scale of quack quack. Yeah, yeah. New Finder's scale of quack quack. <laughs> it's the taste. <laughs> it's the taste. <laughs> then I believe tastes are awful. <laughs> but it will be Finder's. Um, tastes like dog's bone cock. <laughs> it's a delicacy in Japan. Serving suggestion is a cream's dead dog <laughs> on the back of the packet. The big arrow pointing at his knob. <laughs> yeah. Do not eat this bit. So Kurt gets onto them on the and he goes. Um, what you're doing is, if you fire on us, it's an act of war. Yes. And you have two minutes to surrender. Yeah. They have a little bandy of words. So then Krug's like, well, that's fine. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll kill. I've got three hostages down, and I'm going to kill one of them. Yeah. To show you that I'm a man of my word, I mm. will kill one hostage uh, until you give me what I want. And he yeah. goes, and I'll tell you what. What we'll do is, to show you I'm a man of my word, we'll start right now. Hmm. And also, Kirk gets on the radio and he finds out that there's Savick, David, and Spock. Well, they don't, just, they don't say Spock, they just say a Vulcan child. Oh, yeah, a Vulcan child, yeah. But obviously it's fucking Spock. Of course it's fucking Spock. How many other fucking Vulcan children do they deposit on Genesis in Star Trek 2 Wrath of Khan? It's not a fucking orphanage. No. It's, it's not fucking uh, another Vulcan I can't think of. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then they're gonna, they decided they're going to kill Savick. Because the Vulcan presses a no, the Vulcan, the Klingon presses a button, and his knife turns into a little stabby knife. Stabby, stabby knife gun. And David, because he's the son of Kirk, god damn it, yeah, intervenes and fights him, and uh, he's, he's he's murdered. Yeah, he's murdered. And there's that, of course, that lovely Savic line, which just goes, "David is dead," because mm. she's she's a Vulcan, Emotionless. so she just yeah. tells it like it is. And then you get the oh. lovely, oh, he says it three love... times as well. Three times he says this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very important because we're going to see this bit on Undiscovered Country a we few are. films later. He does, you cling on bastards. You killed my son. And then he does that beautiful bit of acting, which people would laugh at with Shatner, but I think he does it perfectly. Oh, where he goes to back. sit down but misses yeah, the seat. Yeah, he collapses and misses the seat. Oh. It's fucking incredible. Mm. This is like the day after he lost his best mate. Yeah, what a bad he's day it's now been. lost his fucking son, mm. who he's only just got to know. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you think he liked David? No. No, I don't think so either. No. No, no. I think he was proud of him, but I don't think he liked him very much. No, because he went into, like, science and peace stuff and yeah. fuck that. And he's a bit of a dickhead as well, wasn't hey, he's he? He's a bit of a knob. He spends most of the second film being an arsehole to him, so... Well, and having a curly perm as well. Curly perm, yeah. Yeah, and he's... Yeah, it's probably best for everybody that he died, so... <laughs> so then, Kirk feigns surrender. Yes. 
and says, I tell you what, because Krug, for some reason, doesn't Krug want their ship? Um. Because they all beam aboard, don't they? He says, you can have it. Yeah. Or is it that he's got Genesis plans, maybe? Yeah, that's the thing, because he still still hasn't got the Genesis plans. He still Mm. hasn't got all the... Well, no, he does, doesn't he? Because it's very confusing as to what he does have and what he doesn't have. Well, he's already blown up his own Klingon friend in the beginning of the film with information about Genesis. Mm. I don't well, know. Well, yeah. they're going to do a Klingon boarding party anyway. Whatever. Yeah. And but Kirk has initiated self-destruct, and there's a lovely little bit here where the three of them have to give specific oh, codes to the Alpha One Zero One A and the Alpha B Zero One A. It's a bit oh. sad. It's like they're switching off life support to a dear friend. Well, also mm. let's face it. This is the first time we see the Enterprise being destroyed yeah which happens now a few times every, in the film every, every other yeah every other fucking film and yeah. it is like the death of a character because the enterprise is fucking so important but the, so they activate the self-destruct krug's men beam on board and i want this i, I petition to have this scene soundtracked by a kind of because <laughs> he's like oh we're on board and he's like how's it going what's what's going on he goes oh i can only hear numbers it's like five, four, sound. three, and he's like, "Get out! Get, get out! out! Get and, out!" And then the fucking Enterprise blows up, and what oh, an explosion! It's a super duper explosion. Mm. I don't know how they do that. Lovely, it's all just proper like model effect explosion, and then kind of implodes, then explodes. Oh, it's beautiful. The dish yeah, yeah collapses in on itself, and mm. then it splinters like a record or something. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And then you get that beautiful shot of it just slowly going down the horizon oh. on the Genesis. And Kirk and goes, all the crew just stood there mm, watching their ship just the like a meteor. It's beautiful mm, and so tragic and so upsetting. My God, Bones, what have I done? Well, let's face it. At this point, Kirk has now lost his... Mm. Ad, he's lost his admiralty and his captaincy because he's mm. still in the ship. Yeah. He's lost his best friend. He's lost his son. Mm. And now he's lost his ship. Yeah. and He's just lost everything. Just as it went down, his trousers fell down. <laughs> <laughs> But then Bones, Bones, he's Bones, as, as Bones is always Bones, he says, you you saved us. You turned death into a fighting chance into to live. Into a fighting chance to live. And then his trousers fall down. <laughs> <laughs> and then they realise that Sulu never had trousers on in the first place. And then, yeah, Sulu, what happens to him is the other way around. He has one of those shirts that ripples up under his chin like a, like a blind. <laughs> <laughs> or it's the first time that Sulu's trousers actually come up. Yeah. <laughs> Sulu's the only member of the crew who would beam down trouserless. They find Spock, who is going into sort of a wear Spock. His face is getting all lumpy and he's going... Oh, yeah, his face is bubbling away. Well, because another seven years have passed for him, so he's Mm. going through the next Ponfar. Because apparently the best way to get through a Ponfar is to be gently fingered by Savick. That's right. Pardon the expression. You have to rub fingers, don't you? And then you all sing, Um, Ponfar, Um, Ponfar, that's what they say. Yes, she, as you say, she touches him up, which is fine. Yeah, nothing wrong with fine. that. No, it's it's fine. It's a different culture. Yeah. Um, so they, McCoy says his mind's a void, and he says to yeah. Spock, You've got all my, I've got all your marbles, which I love. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? So they need to get him off the planet. So then Kirk's like, I've got a plan. And we go into the kind of, you know, the, the, the plan he does in Wrath of Khan. This is Wrath of Khan, yeah. I'm yeah. here. This is, where, this is mm. where you want me. You're going to have to come to me. Yeah. And we sort hear nothing, thing. but then Krug turns up. Mm. 
Um, Beams down, gun already pointed, gun already which I love. Pointing. Gun already pointed. Mm. And he's, and they start having a fight. Bigger, well, Kirk's got to have a fight, isn't he? It's a good fight. There's some good jumping around, and the planet's going up and down. It's, it's like they're fighting in um, like a like a haunted house at a fun fair. <laughs> yeah. But he gets the upper hand, and Krug's hanging off the edge of a cliff, and he says to him, as he kicks him, oh. as he punctuates this sentence, he kicks him in the face with it. So I good. have had enough of you. You. I hate that. Do you? Yeah, I, I don't mind the kicking to punctuate lines, but the I've had enough of you is terrible when you, someone's just murdered your son. But because Shatner's king of the staccato delivery, yeah. you just knew that they, no matter how many takes they were going to do of that, he was going to just do that. The dialogue is, that is bad. Yeah, I know. I I've d- had enough of you. Well, why didn't he yeah. say like even if Fuck he off. said something in Klingon yeah like your bums are yeah. parasol putting your dick in milk does nothing Yeah, put, oh yeah that's just nothing yeah. by the way your so. tradition of putting your dicks in milk <laughs> <laughs> does nothing so Krug falls because at this yeah. point the planet's just getting all lavery. yeah it's completely collapsing in on itself yeah so he falls down into the lava yeah, it's a bit like Roadrunner. He, you, we watch him do the full descent and then a little. Oh, maybe that's why I thought of Parasol. Yeah, because yeah. he needs to do a Wiley Coyote and just get a little sign up like goodbye. Yeah, and do a little blip 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 yeah. as he waves. Yeah, I like the little bit just before the fight when um, um, Spock gets rid of the other Klingon by just chucking him. Yeah, because he's going for his palm far and the other Klingon goes to dispatch him and Spock oh, just yeah. literally throws him. The, the power of ten men. Yeah, that's the thing. So they go back onto the Klingon ship, and that's where we see the last remaining Klingon officer is played by John Larroquette. Ah. Who at the time was just famous. In, I think it was a show called Night Court, which is big in America, but was never really big here. Right. He was the judge in that, I think. Well, the, oh, no, the lawyer, the lawyer. And he says, kill me. Yeah. And Kirk goes, maybe later. Maybe later. Brilliant. And then a bit, bit later on goes, why didn't you kill me? And Kirk goes, I lied. Yeah. It's basically because I, I think you're the only one who knows how to drive this thing, really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the other th- the other good thing about the fight, apart mm. from the throwing and whatever, is just before uh, Christopher Lloyd gets singed, mm. um, he, Kurt manages to knee him in the nuts. Oh yeah, that's good. Get her knee in the nuts, which is cool. Yeah, and there's lots of a stuntman dressed as Kirk flinging himself about the place, which I enjoy. Yeah, and I must imagine um, Klingon nuts must be like sea urchins. Oh, they must be like really spiny and horrible. Yeah. Oh, disgusting. Foul. Oh, if we're carrying on the theme, because obviously they've got a pasty for forehead, Chelsea buns yeah. for knockers. <laughs> Nuts would be like I don't know, a couple of dough balls, couple of couple, couple of cinnamon rolls, yeah, cinnamon rolls, yeah, with a little. Good lord, the Klingons are delicious. Oh, with a sauce, obviously a sausage roll for a knob. God, they're like an all-day buffet. Oh, can you imagine? God. the first Klingon was called Greg's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they take Spock's and Spock's. They take Spock and McCoy back to Vulcan. I love the ship coming into land. Oh, I love this because they're like, uh, we're just going to make this up as we go. We're going to try and... Yeah. And it's such a beautiful shot when they land. Yep, yeah, I'm landing at the bottom of the steps. Come mm. on, boys, you could have landed at the top. You land at the top. We're yeah. Not, we're not young anymore. It's it's lovely in it, though, all this. The, the, oh. the bird of prey coming into land. I love the way its wings can fold up and down according to attack or fly. It is a beautiful ship. Yeah, it's a stunner, isn't it? Yeah, and like I remember when I was a kid thinking I'd be quite happy if they had this ship forever now. Oh, so they got this and, and this and I don't know about that. Forward. I don't know about that. Mm. Oh, no, it's, it's not the same. It's not the Enterprise. 
No, but they do get, well, spoiler alert, they do get a new Enterprise in 4, don't they? They certainly do, yeah. They mm. certainly do. Which is also a beauty. It's a, it's a beauty. It's the Enterprise. It's is a... it the Enterprise 2, the E? No, it's the Enter- I think it's the Enterprise D. D. Mm. Yeah. Double D. Bloody hell. Oh, bloody, you know what? Get out of the space dock. <laughs> I'm going to stay in Oval Day and play with it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Spock's brought in, and it's quite a boring bit. This when he's just laid out on the table, and McCoy's laid out on the table. Yeah, and they get a very famous actress whose name I don't know to no. play the high priestess. Mm. Um, apparently, when when she turned up, um, she was like four foot eleven or something. They were like, mm. "Oh shit!" So that's why she's in really long robes because she's literally on the stepladder, right? To give her some gravitas. It was June Brown, wasn't it? June Brown, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she, that's why she got a fag on. Yeah, yeah. Oh Spock, I don't know why you bother coming back here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, hmm. so they do the mind the mind transfer. They do the mind transfer. Yes, Bones is warned that it could kill him, but he says that's fine by me. Mm. And then Bones sort of like shuffles past and goes, "I'm all right, Jim. I'm all right." Oh, I love this bit. Though. Oh, and, and also I like during that bit. The only sort of good bit about it is you get little close-ups of all the crew sort of pensively looking. Yeah. But my lovely bit is. Um, they're all just stood staring. I mm. don't know really what what to do acting wise. They're just yeah. doing their best. Yeah. Kirk's, Kirk's pacing up and down like an expectant father or something. Isn't he? Yeah, it's perfect. It's so beautiful. Mm. It's so beautiful. Pacing up and down like. Then oh. Nimoy says to him, I want you to pace up and down like you're three men and a baby. <laughs> and then someone said, I've got an idea. And they made um, Space Knobs, the movie. <laughs> Anyway, so Spock gets up and he shakes, he sort of looks at each one of the crew as in, I think I remember you, I think I remember you. And then he gets to Kirk and he says, you, Jim. He goes, Jim. Your, your name, name is, Jim. is Jim. Yeah, because just oh. before that he goes, you have been and always shall be my friend. And That's then right. Jim, your name is Jim. And then Kirk's, I'm sorry, Shatner's just got that doughy eye thing going on. Just so can't help beautifully but love done, I know. Mm. And just like wants to give him a hug. And then the rest mm. of the crew all sort of come in to give Spock a hug. Mm. Who's just sort of like, who the fuck are you lot? I only know him. Mm. <laughs> and then Kirk goes, yeah, and you owe me 400 quid. Just so you know. Just... <laughs> and then at the end it says, oh, and then you get the end credits, beautiful mm. swelling music, Spock mm. is back. The whole film is about just finding their mate. Mm. And then right at the end of the big sting, it just says the adventure continues. Oh, love it. And you go, oh, God, yes. And doesn't it just, Paul? Oh, doesn't it just continue? And again, um, uh, two, three, and four are literally like the day after, the day after, the day after. Yep. They they are continuous. Fans call it the Genesis trilogy, but I don't think it works as a trilogy because two and three are about the Genesis. But four's nothing to do with the Genesis. But I guess it's incorporated because it's literally like the same day, essentially. also you, so obviously whilst two and three are happening whatever the fuck is about to happen in four is on its way yeah that yeah. big cylindrical fucking whale whistling works. thing is currently on its way we'll talk about that another time but yeah it looks we like a, a big flute with a football like a Sabutio ball <laughs> it's a flute with a ping pong ball underneath yeah. it yeah. yeah like they've turned it upside down so when you're playing the flute the ball's getting floated <laughs> mm. um, but there you go there's Star Trek 3 the search oh, for Spock oh mm. In it though, in it, in it, oh. in it. It's fun. Before we go to a uh, galaxy no one's ever been to before, right? Seek, seek out new worlds. Yeah, I'd like to ask you a couple of questions related to Star Trek. 
Oh, go on then. Okay, so first I'll ask you, which one is your fave film? Fave film? Hmm. Um, out of all the films, I would say um, Khan is number one. Hmm. Probably then Motion Picture, hmm. number two. Then yep. Search for Spock. Yeah. Then I'd have Undiscovered Country, because I love it. Yeah. Final Frontier, yeah. then First Contact, then Weirdly Voyage Home. It's one of my less favourites. And then the worst oh. of all is Generations. Oh, God, that's appalling. Yeah. I would go the so same. So if I had to put them in order. You'd do it like that. That would be my order, yeah. I'd do I the think. same, but I'd have Voyage Home after three. Okay, fair enough. Because I do like it. I, I used to not like it at all because it just felt like it wasn't in tune with the other two that preceded it. But when you watch it again, it's got lovely little it's moments a... in it. It's got beautiful moments in it, but it's just too set on Earth, and that just annoys me because I just mm. want it to be in space all the time, and that's why I just go, ugh. Yeah. No, but it I... is a beautiful film. Okay, so in that case, the next question would be, which USS yeah. ship would you have? Oh, it's got to be the original Enterprise in from for, in the first three films. Mm. It has to be. It's just, there's, it doesn't put a foot wrong. It's beautiful. No. Absolutely beautiful. No, I agree. Okay. You, you, no other Enterprise ever quite looks the same no i don't like the one in next generation at all oh no it's dreadful i don't like it's flat bottom it's yeah. weird um and it again it's the way it goes into warp is fucking appalling yeah yeah Ugh. yeah rubbish yeah. Hey, if you could write an episode of star trek what would happen and who would be the guest star okay well i was thinking about this and i thought that what i would love to do is actually do a carry-on version of star trek oh perfect so it's called. It'll probably be called Carry On Captain. Mm. That makes sense. And I thought, actually, why don't they just remake The Wrath of Khan? Yeah. So it's called Carry On Captain. Obviously, they need to boldly where no one has before. And I thought, Sid James, obviously, he's yeah. Kirk, but he's yeah. Captain Captain James T. Burke. Yeah. Obviously. Mm -hmm. Pete, Peter Butterworth is Mr. Sock. Mr. Sock, perfect. Mr. Sock, yeah, oh. perfect. Bar Bar Barbara Windsor. As I heard you, which is Uhura. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ken Kenneth Connor as Dr. Leonard Ahoy. Lovely. Yeah. 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 Terry Scott as Potty. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Mm. Bert Quok as uh, Yuhu, which is Sulu. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Charlie Hawtrey as uh, Kitoff. Check off. Kitoff. Love it. Kitoff. And the villain, of course, is Ken Williams as Kant. Can't. Can't. Very good. <laughs> and the plot, of course, is marooned on a desert planet on uh, Titty Alpha P. Um, Count Nubian Bung and his, sh and his shipmates hijack the USS Whoopsie Daisy. <laughs> and James T. Burke <laughs> has to wrestle for control of the Everard device, which can turn a sterile planet into the prime source of all nookie in the universe. <laughs> Surely. And the ship, of course, runs on four factor. So they get to take us to four factor four. That is, that is, I want to see it now, please. Yeah, and it's called the Bath of Kant. Bath of Kant. <laughs> will you be submitting this to Jeremy's um, Carry On podcast? Um, I will be setting fire to hit, to yeah. hit, to it, it and it. me. Right. To it, it, me and him. Lovely. And then we'll record the embers. Look forward to it. If you haven't heard it, by the way, Paul and Jeremy Lim do a uh, podcast with a essentially free form a carry on film each episode carry on streaming yeah do mm. think it out it's very very good oh please and most do. of the time you end up getting to the end and going i want to watch that actually as a film. <laughs> yeah. well 
Search a spark. I mean, come on. It's 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 a beaut, and I think it's a brave choice mm. that only Star Trek can make. Let's do an entire film about going to find our mate. It's so, as you mentioned at the top. It's very brave. It's super brave, um, and so again, Kirk's journey. Uh, as much as we we all joke about Willie William Shatner in general, but for some reason, in the fir- in these Star Trek films, he's just so good. So good. He's so good, um, and he does pain and loss so well. Yeah, which we establish in two, and the, yeah. in the in the first forty minutes of three, he's just a man who has lost everything, yeah. and then throughout the film loses everything else, loses his ship, loses his captaincy, loses his son, just to get Spock back. And it all pays Jesus. off. In, it all pays off in part six as yeah. well. So, yeah, of course. And also in part four, he's disgraced, but he now saves the world, and then of course gets his cap- get, gets his captaincy back. Oh, I love that bit. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but I love the moment where they're like, "Oh, you're no longer going to be an admiral," and he's like, oh, "Yeah, no, you're going to be captain," and he's like, "Oh, you're gonna... great, thank you very much." I know yeah. it's just beautiful. Yeah, the, the you know the journey of um, Kirk in the in the first uh, in two and three is quite stunning, really. Yeah, because when you start off in two, he's fed up of being behind a desk and he wants a starship and then in the end of four yeah. he's got one again so yeah yeah lovely perfect well thank you very much paul you're welcome sir and i'll see you next time for the the one ear here one ear there and the final front ear <laughs> <laughs> goodbye bye, bye.